so on the last podcast, we were talking about uh, the accumulated knowledge we have of a variety of things mm-hmm. and how, you know, we know more about death metal than any, you know, the 99% of the people cumulatively only through Travis. And then there was the joke of like, well, you know, we'll just start quizzing each other on that. So I've decided, gentlemen, today you get an X-Men quiz. We're going to burn right through this. But since we like to talk about how we here at Big Dumb 10 don't lie about comics, and we don't lie about football, and we really don't lie about anything, everything's as ridiculous as we say it is, uh, I figured we could do this quick. I've got six questions, and they're multiple choice. Um, Do you want to do it individually, or do you want to do it as a team? Well, we're testing our cumulative knowledge, so maybe we should do it as a team. Yeah, I'm fine with doing it as a team. All right, first question. What is Jubilee's real name? Cindy Moon, Colleen Wing, Shean Koiman... Or Jubilation Lee? I mean, I know it's not Colleen Wing. Uh, Jubilation Lee sounds most likely to me. I agree. Let's go Jubilation Lee. You guys are correct. That is (laughs) the real name of Jubilee. (laughs) Which one of these isn't an X-Men? Boom Boom, Speedball, Husk, or Gold Balls? (laughs) Gold Balls is the one that jumps out at me, but... um, a boom boom sounds right. Husk sounds right, or maybe Husk is a different is in a different comic. Are but you, I've at least are seen mutants that are not in the X Men counting as part of it. Like if they don't go Charles Xavier School, they're in like they're the mad. If they are not an X Men, like, if they are a mutant but not an X Men, they don't. They would like it would not qualify as them being an X Men. Okay. Like Scarlet Witch is a mutant but has never been an X Men. I feel like Boom Boom sounds like someone who would be on, like, whatever, the Bad Mutants list to me. I, I, I strongly disagree with Boom Boom. I don't think it's Boom Boom. <laughs> what was the second one? Beep Boop? <laughs> Speedball. Speedball? Speedball. Speedball. I feel like Gold Balls is so ridiculous that he has to be including that because it's real. Gold what was the third one? Husk? Husk. Uh, I'm going to say Husk. I'm going to go Speedball. What do we do in this situation where you guys are like, we're doing it as a team, but you can't, you have to give one answer, I guess, is what I'm going to rule. Fine, I'll, I'll go with Husk. You should have stuck with Steven's answer. Speedball's ah, a member of the New Warriors. On. Husk Damn. is Paige Guthrie, the younger sister of... Uh, if Kenimal. I knew it was multiple choice, I would have said we should do it uh, not as a team. I, I, I you, thought you we were going to... You did know it was multiple choice. You yeah, I, so I did say it was multiple choice before. No. <laughs> I missed that. Sorry. What is Lila Cheney's superpower? The ability to turn sound into light. She has extra mouths around her neck. She can teleport, but only on an interstellar level, or she can generate fireworks. What's uh, the person's well, name? D is Jubilee. Lila Cheney. What was the first one? The ability to turn sound into light. I, I'm going to go with that one. That's so rad. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Oh, I'm sorry, that's Dazzler, the other mutant musician. Lila Cheney has the ability to teleport, but only on an interstellar level. <laughs> so thus she calls her home, she lives on a um, Dyson sphere that she will teleport back and forth to. Okay. Cassandra Nova is which character? Professor X's evil twin he killed in the womb, Professor X's wife, the magistrix of the Shi'ar Empire, Professor X's seemingly human scientist friend who is ultimately revealed to be a mutant with the ability to be reborn in the womb after her death, thereby resetting the timeline, or Kitty Pride's dance teacher? The third one. I have no idea. I'll go with the third. That's fine. I'm sorry. That's Moira McTaggart. Cassandra Nova is Professor X's evil twin he killed in the womb. Ah! 
I, I thought it was womb related. <laughs> <laughs> Strong start, fading here in the mid game. Which one of these powers is not the mutation of an X-Men? A slug-based digestive system, extra six feet of malleable skin that can be reshaped at will, a brain that is a star, or the skin is blue, <laughs> no other powers. I'm going to say the extra skin because that's too obvious and probably just something else. Uh, I was thinking slug-based digestive system because that feels like less of a mutation or more of a superpower acquired and an accident somehow. <laughs> I'm sticking with my answer. Travis can go separate if he wants. That's fine. You're both wrong. It's skin is blue. No other powers. Oh. That was not the mutation of an X-Men. That was a mutation of Jazz, who just happened to, like, be a one-off thing. Uh, the slug-based digestive system is, of course, Maggot, the Afrikaner's character, uh, <laughs> who was uh, just Slugs the worst part of the maggots. 90s. They're not... That bothers me. That's fine. And and the extra six feet of skin was, of course, skin. Um, <laughs> final question. Of the following members of the Summers family, which one was not raised in the future and traveled back in time to be a part of the X-Men? Rachel, Hope, Nathan, or Christopher? I don't know who any of these These things are. mean nothing to me. Yeah. Uh, um, Christopher. Rachel. Well, since you guys have split, I will uh, give it to Travis on that one. It was Christopher, who is Cyclops' father, who was an Air Force pilot who survived an alien attack and thus became the leader of the Star Jammers, Corsar, an intergalactic group of pirates. The other three members were, uh, I believe, in order. Uh, what did I have here? Yeah, it was um, uh, Rachel Gray slash Summers, who... I don't even know what name. She was Phoenix for a while. Hope, who also doesn't have a name, and or I can't think of one. And then Cable, all three of which were time-displaced children who, you know, were children one day and then came back as adults and were suddenly members of the X-Men, and in many cases older than their parents. Comics, they're great. They're wild. And that's what we here at Big Dumb 10 most love to talk about. Or death metal, or stupid politicians, or... Pokemon. Just... Yeah, and Pokemon, Hideo Kojima. <laughs> these are the things that bring together and bind our football thing in the pocket for a game we're going to discuss. I can't wait to find out. I'm Ian Benson. Joining me as always. Joining me as most times. I said always, but there are some times when we're away and we have a life beyond this. Travis Marmon, in his Hello. sister's childhood home, I believe. No, I'm in my I'm in my childhood bedroom right now. Oh, okay. I've been sleeping in my and, sister's childhood bedroom, but I've been recording and. Ah, wow, look at that office setup. Uh and Stephen Dutton. Ah Do we get in do we get into this this bowls. weeks of football? These bowls? Well, uh first of all I'd like to say um Indiana just didn't have any motivation to play. Uh, you know, they didn't get into the bowl they wanted to, so you know, they didn't really have anything to play for. Um, because everyone uses that for other teams, so why don't I get to use that for Indiana? Everybody used I, it for Florida. I'm going to use that for Cincinnati. I'm going to use that for Coastal Carolina. Yep. I'm going to use that for Tulsa. Yeah. I'm not going to use that for, you know, my team. Uh, not going to use that for for Florida. Not going to use that for, I don't know, Oregon. Although, Oregon, there's really nothing to say. Uh, 
the ACC went zero and six in their in their games, which really explains why Clemson uh, demolished everyone on their schedule except for hey, when they were really injured. And uh, no, Notre Dame covered. Ba- very backdoor, very very backdoor <laughs> on that cover. Very much, very much. We were down twenty four, and Alabama was like, "Okay, but if we let them get six yards of play for an entire drive, they'll kill all the time and score once, and it'll be fine." That's hey hey. It's still a cover, and it's not even like that bullshit cover the Browns or the Ravens had against the Browns with the the Ravens covered because the Browns had that safety at the end of the game. Oh yeah. The, uh, Georgia the did the same scramble. thing against Cincinnati, except it didn't make a difference because Georgia was favored by more than three. It's all very silly and stupid. That's I like that. I like the difference between this mood of just like, yeah, yeah, we're talking, we're on a podcast, versus if we had recorded like that on Saturday night or Sunday morning, where it would have just been like, today, Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we're you meant not Friday talking... night or Saturday morning. I know no one could tell the difference because New Year's falling on a weekend. Like, dude, that. I, oh, that yeah, <laughs> fucking no I, idea. I missed my, yes. I almost missed my plans on Wednesday because I was like, I'm sorry, what day of the week is it? <laughs> Yesterday, when when Stephen and I were playing a game together, I, I was he, I he was like, "You excited? You know, it's Saturday because there was college football today." And I said, "Honestly, that's what threw me more." Was <laughs> that was a, that Friday. was a joke. Was like, yeah, yeah, but it was just it was like Friday. I watched Ohio State play tomorrow. So in my brain, I was like, "Tomorrow I will be watching the Browns play." And then I like turned on the TV and I was like, "More college?" You were like NC State. So, anyways, this so the this Duke's Mayo Bowl. This this two weeks, I went from not having any opinions of Duke's mayo to like wanting to try it so bad because Dude, it's I'm sure, the best mayonnaise. Yeah, you from you guys to just they had effective ads. The, it's got good. twang ads. Yeah, it's got twang ads. They did work on me. Um, I do want to try Duke's mayo very badly. And after you said I got served the best sandwich of my life to by a person with Duke's mayo tattoo, there are pictures of Duke's mayo tattoos that I imagine are real in yep. the ad. Mason Hereford, Hereford probably was one of them. Yeah, maybe. Beyond the ads, also the integrated advertising within the game, they did quite a bit of. These announcers were having a lot of fun talking about mayonnaise. The guy that they had, the sideline reporter, wolfing down a chicken sandwich and like spending half the game talking about Duke's Mayo and kept being interrupted because Sam Hartman kept throwing interceptions while he was trying to talk. Uh, he had a lot to say about it. They were very aggressive. It's a key ingredient in uh, the uh, chicken fried steak sandwich I might make again tonight. Now that I think about it, as we're talking, as you're talking about Duke's mayo, I am like, I gotta go. I have to go get cat food, but I can't just only get cat food. I have to get other things to justify leaving. Uh, I'm definitely gonna get some mayonnaise. I'm sorry. I watched this game. I watched this game, almost all of it. Right. You don't remember there being four interceptions. I don't remember this yardage discrepancy. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, it's what happens when you throw four interceptions. Although it is extreme. But yeah, Wisconsin just starting the ball at the, you know, in the red zone every time. Uh, yeah. Helped. And like Wisconsin was outplayed for much of the first half. Like this was an even game for a while. And then Hartman, a, ma- a name that has been forever ruined for me by Death Stranding. <laughs> four consecutive interceptions to white guys on Wisconsin's defense. Please uh, pronounce it correctly. Heart man. Heart man. Yeah. Heart man. <laughs> and kept... it's Sam too. So it's just like, you know, he it's, could, it's an he AU. Only, he, he was only, you know, active for 21 minutes at a time uh, during which he would throw 
Or, or is it the other That's way around? That's the Nicholas. He dies. No, yeah. He dies. What, what happened? What, what happened was his heart would stop, and then he'd throw an interception. So uh, yeah. that, that's what that's why he that's he he'd throw the ball a few times, you know, whatever, hand it off, and then his heart would stop. Uh, the problem was he was only active on the sidelines, and then he'd come out, and it was the, just the wrong moment. His heart would stop, and he'd throw another interception. Yeah, that timer would go off. He'd be laying on the couch, and he'd just toss searching an for his wife in the nether realm or whatever. Yeah, that one was Nicholas Winding Refn, right? The 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 face of Nicholas Winding Refn, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a very Wisconsin game in 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 that their offense wasn't very good, and they still like were far and away. They they I mean they won, and it wasn't that close. Uh, poor Dave Clawson. He needed the well, win so he could get the buzz to get out of this job. Yeah, and you know why it happened is because Jamie Newman transferred and didn't even fucking start a game at at. Georgia well he uh, he did opt out so that's his fault but like uh man if they if they, if was wait, if wait, what, wait I don't know if fault is the word I want to use there it was his in choice this, yeah in, in this case I don't think that's the word we want no 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 but like if Wake Forest had Jamie Newman the senior quarterback that by all accounts is one of the best Wake Forest has had in, in a long time uh, I imagine they probably would have gone better than four and five this year and honestly probably wouldn't have played Wisconsin because they probably would have been in a better bowl and if they did he wouldn't have thrown four interceptions on four consecutive drives in the second yeah. half <laughs> like that's really yeah. the whole story of the game like I have nothing else to say just like that happened and the game ended as you would expect from someone doing that Right, especially because their leading rusher had 41 yards. Uh, their leading passer had 130 yards. You don't normally score less. Like, Wisconsin had one fewer touchdown than Ohio State and about a third of the amount of yards that Ohio <laughs> State did. So, yeah, uh, sorry, Wake Forest. Um, Wisconsin's uh, defense played well-ish. Uh, they, this could have easily gone the other way. These teams were probably about even. It's a bummer that there wasn't actual mayonnaise in the in the cooler that was poured. Oh God! <laughs> You're thinking Just about it feeling. now. Yeah. Not good. A, a bad time, and they were teasing it like there was. But they were. More importantly, there is mayonnaise on the actual trophy because Wisconsin broke the trophy and oh, placed God. the glass football on top of it. Very where they quickly. They very yeah. quickly broke the trophy. It was Graham Mertz dancing with yep. the trophy. Yep. And then that he That was literally a perfect video. It, <laughs> it's incredible. It was, the, I the mean, comic timing and then the, everyone going, oh. <laughs> and the, yeah, it was staged. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, it, it was a Mr. Bean scene. Like, <laughs> it was wild. I loved it. I loved it more than the game. It was. It shows you that TikTok is really the future of American comedy filmmaking. What did what was Vine doing? Like Vine I mean, had cornered the market on Vine. tiny videos, and then they and then they shut it down for no reason. And then TikTok was like, "Well, here's a gap in the market." I don't well, think it, it was made whoever money. bought Vine. Yeah, I think that was part of it. I don't know. They didn't have Why nefarious did, Chinese influence? I don't know. Why did Vine shut down? Because this was a Vine. Like this was six seconds. I think. Uh, you know who bought Vine and discontinued it? Medium or something? No, far worse. Twitter? A far more odious. Yes, Twitter. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> One of the weirdest things about advertisements is sometimes you get ads for a thing you already just bought for yourself, and you're like, no, I have it. 
Like at the top, so I bought myself a backpack because I lost my backpack, and now they're like, "Do you want to buy more backpacks?" Like, no, I need, I only needed it's the just, one. You go, you go into a thing that says like statistically this man likes this product, and so he's more likely to buy more of it, even if it's something like a washing machine that you might buy. <laughs> it's like yeah, a I new one every one, twelve I years. One it's, one washing machine. I don't need more. <laughs> uh, I want to go back a bit in the conversation for a different tangent, if uh, if I'm allowed. Yeah, okay. sure. Um, this has to do with uh, we were talking about Death Stranding, and I made the Guillermo del Toro joke, and I thought to myself, "Has he made a movie since The Shape of Water?" Uh, do you guys know about what his next movie is? I I imagine that I don't, based on my knowledge of movies. No, no, I do not. It's Netflix. It's a, a retelling of Pinocchio for Netflix. Oh yeah, I heard about this. He's doing like dark, gritty Pinocchio, right? It's yeah. It's a animated stop motion animated musical dark fantasy film made with the Jim Henson Company, set in 1930s fascist Italy with a cast that includes Ron Perlman and Christ- Christoph Waltz and Tim Blake Nelson. This movie is going to fundamentally upset me. He loves to set fantasy during fascist regimes in Europe. Oh man, and it's got Walder Frey in it. This movie is going to be deeply upsetting. I can't believe that man's alive. Is he also the guy who played Filch? Yes, he is. David Bradley is 78 years old. And you probably thought David Bradley was 115. Yeah. Something like that. They made him look old for Harry (laughs) Potter. Much like how I was like, Like, how was Max von Sydow only like 45 in The Exorcist? And it was like, oh, they made him look 80. He didn't just walk onto set like that. They had good makeup. It's the same thing with um, uh, Christopher Lloyd, who I was like, how old is this guy for most of my life? When I was like, well, he was old in Back to the Future, but then he's old now, so how old was he in Back to the Future? Uh, he was a man who was simultaneously, like, 65 and 35. Well, and his hair went white early, I think. Yeah. All right, do we... Music City Bowl got canceled as we thought it would, (laughs) although it was for a Mizzou outbreak and not an Iowa outbreak. Yeah, I was going to say, Iowa was ready to play. And Mizzou went home to see their families? Yeah, Eli Drinkwitz was was like, I'd rather, like, my kids be able to, like... It was weird, because it was, like, simultaneously, like, good and bad. Where it's like, you kind of created some super spreading, but, like, it was still more ethical than making them play football. (laughs) Like, it, it didn't... There's... There's a lot to unpack there. Uh, imagine, though, having a sport where uh, an outbreak caused a game to be can- at least can or, you know, canceled, you know, maybe at least delayed. Couldn't be. Couldn't be the NFL. Couldn't be yeah. the NFL. Teams could be without whole wide receivers or running backs or, in today's case, apparently secondaries. Um, quarterbacks at one point this year. Yeah. But onward, we, you know, we beat on. Backs, backs against the breeze. Well, they're professionals, so at least they are getting paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moving on, what do you guys this? think about the uh, Kevin Steele era at Auburn? Now that it's over, sucked. I'm impressed that Northwestern outgained Auburn. I'm impressed that Northwestern won the game without Bo Nix throwing an interception. <laughs> I'm in- Yes. I'm, like, I'm impressed that Northwestern just thoroughly looked like the better team. And, you know, last time on the podcast, we can get into this when we get to Indiana Ole Miss. I said something along the lines of, <clears throat> Indiana's defense might be better than Alabama's defense. Let me 
uh, slightly modify that to say, mm-hmm. I think Northwestern's defense is better than Alabama's defense. Well, clearly Northwestern's defense is the best in the country. I, I mean, they're really good. And this is Coach Hank Hankwitz. Is that his last name? This was his swan yeah. song game. His 400th win as a, as, a, as a coach on a team. Uh, which was is he a ever lot. a head coach? No, I don't think he was. Maybe at like a very small college it. level or something, because he said they said he was yeah. in coaching for like fifty-five years. I'm gonna check. And at some point, Bo Nix got hurt, and Auburn put in a guy named Cord Sandberg, who immediately fumbled, uh, and is not related to Ryan, as far as anyone can tell. Uh, he was. He's what been about in, Andy. Uh, he's been an intern only. It looks like. Yeah, um, just a just a career coordinator. Some people are meant for being yeah, one side of the ball. And, yeah, he was, um, <laughs> there was so he was a uh, grad assistant at Michigan, uh, outside linebackers to de- uh, to defensive backs to DC at Arizona. He worked at Purdue, uh, Western Michigan, then Colorado from eighty five to ninety four, Kansas, te- Texas A and M. Then for five years after that. Arizona uh, uh, again, uh, Colorado again, uh, and then Wisconsin for a year in the Northwestern since 2008. God, that's a that is a football life. That is, he was all over. Uh, the he was one. Yeah, he's one in seven as a head coach from his stints as an intern and zero and one in bowls. Um, yeah, that's a, that's. I mean, when we say lifer, that's the type of career we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, damn. Um, who was fired that led to the? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, that led what, to him being a head coach. At what jobs did he? Yeah, was he an interim at? Um, two thousand three Arizona. Who was the head John coach? Makovich? Oh, that sounds vaguely familiar. Arizona was really bad um, in that era. And then uh, Gary Barnett, after Gary Bar- Barnett was forced to resign, was the other one. Oh, is that the? Um, that was because of the kicker, the thing with the female kicker who was like assaulted, allegations right, of sexual misconduct from several members of the football team yes okay yeah Mike Ooh. Hankwitz we salute you uh, on your at the end of your long career enjoy retirement this was a good game to go out on uh, Northwestern's defense has been pretty spectacular for the whole time he's been there they this just was, dominated Auburn this was maybe Peyton Ramsey's best game like this year without a doubt uh, overall in his career, harder to say because he had some good games at Indiana. But 20, 25, sorry, 24 of 35, 291 yards and three touchdowns as a Northwestern quarterback is a fucking game. Like, that's incredible. Against a team that's supposed to be SEC. They they are. <laughs> they are in the, the SEC. I know. It's just, you, you ever, you've never seen the they supposed to be SEC video before. Oh, uh, okay. I think okay. that it was like a player on like I think Western Kentucky, they were like beating Kentucky, and he like is on Mike saying that. Yeah, that that whole thing is so fucking dumb. Florida was like, we're gonna. Some Florida player was like, we're gonna run them off the field. They're not SEC, uh, like against Oklahoma. This <laughs> is <Just>, like <laughs> really stupid. Like, like just like yeah, the SEC has the best players like on average per conference but like it's just you don't automatically beat the other team because they're not in the sec right and the it's sec like, speed thing was a very mid-2000s thingamajig i mean they do yeah. what the sec specializes in is as spencer hall always says the team that has the most really fast fat guys wins generally yeah um but auburn's fast fat guys were not enough 
to take down no, Northwestern. Northwestern slow, has fat skin- yeah, fat skinny <laughs> defenders and slow f- fat defenders ended up being just enough for this one. I mean, this is pretty much the ideal ideal Northwestern season, one year division, most competitive in a Big Ten championship game. When your when your New Year's Day bowl game, like. I mean, if Northwestern had beaten Michigan State, they would have been in, like, they would have taken, like, North Carolina. No, they would have taken Iowa State's place in, probably, in the uh Thank you for reminding me that Northwestern lost to Michigan State. <laughs> uh, on the SEC fans chant, or just the, like, you know, they're, they're supposed to be SEC thing, uh, with this podcast would be remiss if we did not take a moment to salute the legend Barry Jenkins. Uh, who on Twitter, after Oklahoma fans were doing, uh, you know, were doing the SEC chant, he said, "I get it. They've never been able to chant when it matters." <laughs> and we just gotta, we just gotta tip, we gotta tip out the hat. We gotta salute the man because, like, when you can direct Moonlight and then also do that, be like, like, go Gator, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, like, damn, dude. Oh. Barry Jenkins, I want to see you. Do a thoughtful film about the Tim Tebow era at Florida. Yeah, Barry Jenkins just shooting up the the, the board hey. of people we'd like to hang out with. For a for a, a listener who might not understand what he's referring to, could you could you go? Yeah, ahead so and Oklahoma beat the shit out of Florida uh, in the Cotton Bowl, and then started chant doing the SEC SEC chant to mock them in the Southeastern Conference because the SEC used to always. SEC teams and fans used to always chant their own conference's name. Um, but, you know, whenever Oklahoma's had to play an SEC team in a playoff game or a national title game, it has not gone well, uh, particularly when they played Florida in 2008. Boomer Center. Yeah, uh, Lincoln Riley's record in the playoff compared to how he handled non-playoff. It's a different animal. It really is. And uh, I think everybody... And they didn't have a defense... Ever, during, ever. Well, honestly, Oklahoma would have probably been a better team to face Alabama this year than Notre Dame because their defense was actually spectacular, and they lost a couple games at the beginning of the year because they had a freshman quarterback in his first like four games who couldn't stop throwing picks, and like they lost to Kansas State and who else? Did he, they lose he was to? Spencer rattled, as they say. Yes, instead of doing uh, the rattling, he was being rattled. Um. Moderate breaking news. Very silly breaking news. Matt Schick, the ESPN, uh, he he works at ESPN. He has a radio show at ESPN. Mm -hmm. They had a caller come on and talk about the Texas job, and they they laughed and hung up at him on him because they were just like, whatever, dude. There was Matthew McConaughey that called. (laughs) (laughs) ESPN hung up on Matthew McConaughey. ESPN radio hung up on Matthew McConaughey. They thought it was like a guy doing a McConaughey voice or something. Probably. Fucking whatever, man. I'm just, it's just this thing where it's just like, uh, it's just him being like, so I may have just done this thing. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Texas adjunct adjunct professor, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, it is true. Oh, and, um, uh, Breeze, uh, the league-wide expectation is Breeze will retire after the season. So, uh, Big Ten legend. Good. Go away. I'm sick of him. Drew Brees, you were a fun story in the 2000s. It was cool when the Saints won the Super Bowl, then it got annoying, and I'm tired of you. Yeah. All those old quarterbacks need to, you know, get out the way. Tom Brady, retire, bitch. 
Uh, same to you, Philip Rivers, I guess. When when should we talk about the Harbaugh extension? <laughs> well, well, since it hasn't been announced game, yet. So There's hard, only yeah. optimism that it's going to happen. Well, let's talk about it. We can talk about I think, I think it's probably going to happen. Yeah, most likely. It just hasn't been. It's not a done deal yet. It'll probably be determined by in between when we are finished with this and when uh, it gets put out. But yeah, it looks like Jim Harbaugh is going to be Michigan's coach through or on contract through 2026. I love the idea that like they're like, yeah, we'll just be somewhere between eight and four and ten and two without ever winning the division, and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's just fine. That's historically what they basically actually are. Well, well it's not, like, that was kind not of their... for like little periods of time. I mean, during like most of the Lloyd Carr era, they were like that was usually their record, but they'd still win the conference occasionally, mostly because John Cooper couldn't beat them ever. Right. Um, so, yeah, Ohio State was not nearly as dominant and around. had a Michigan problem. Yeah, Don Brown got to be the scapegoat. Do you think like it was like a I knew it was you, Fredo, type of moment, or how do you think he let him know that like. You're the fall guy on this one, Don. Maybe Don Brown's fine with it. Maybe Don Brown's tired of like of 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 just not having the players to be able to run his defense. Maybe he's like, it's not my fault that you can't get the best corners in the entire league, and that I can't design a defense to my players. Not my fault. It's your fault. I'm seeing now. Don Brown might go to Arizona, but I don't even know. Who's the head coach at Arizona now? They hired, like, a Patriots assistant. That's right. They hired a guy named Jed. You never hire a Jed. Jed Fish. Jed, yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a lame duck coach name, if you've ever heard one. Oh, oh, he's also, he's also got um, Sean McVay. Uh, he was uh, in, he was assistant offensive coordinator uh, for the Rams, so he's also got that Sean McVay thing going on with him, which was, you know, all of the buzz for a few years and who to hire was, you know, a guy who had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a team that scored three points in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, and this guy this guy worked at Michigan. Uh, this guy worked at Michigan from 2015 to 16. Um, so I guess, you know, from there it was like, yeah, we can bring we can bring Don. Congrats to you, Jetfish and Don Brown. I don't know. Don, enjoy the warm weather, I suppose. I don't know if he likes to golf or something. Enjoy Seems lower, like enjoy the lower expectations of coaching. Yeah, that's Arizona. really what you need to enjoy. <laughs> I mean, you're it not going to get better it players for Rich Rod to go from Michigan to Arizona for a while. Remember when they were in a New Year's Six Bowl? Honestly, yeah, I, no. I do actually. Happened. When? They, like they got beat by Boise, wasn't it? Yeah. Because I have no uh, memories of this. It was. It was the year. I remember I didn't Oregon, watch that game for whatever reason. They beat Oregon in the regular season and then lost to Oregon in the uh, Pac-12 championship that year. Because I remember I was rooting for them to lose to, to beat Oregon because it would have gotten probably gotten Ohio State into the playoff despite the loss to Michigan State or something like that. No, that's not right. You know what? It's okay. Let's talk about what we really want to talk about if we're Ian and I. Well, oh, we I, wanna, say, we I think we should the, skip. In, in, yeah. I know we've been doing the like in order thing, but because like this one was we good, do I don't want to do. The, I want to do it last. Well, I just say that, and then you're going to be previewing the championship game. It makes sense, I think, to jump ahead to Saturday's Outback Bowl uh, or Indiana's bowl losing streak of thirty years continues because uh, they could not 
deal with a kind of with a like shorthanded below five hundred Ole Miss team. Uh, but they, well, they weren't get that up for shorthanded. Um, I mean, they yeah, at least have the starting I mean, quarterback, which Indiana hasn't for a while. But yeah, yeah, they they you know they were hoping for a bigger a bigger prize here. Uh, they didn't have their starting QB. Indiana tried to play that game where they like they'll you'll you get a bunch of yards, but then you'll kick field goals in the red zone and you'll throw an interception or whatever. But they never threw the interception. I think that's that was really the difference here. Indiana still had a chance to win, and honestly, fuck their offensive coordinator he was running he was running i'm scared offense on the final drive and all they were doing was runs up the middle and then little wide receiver screens then the wide receiver screens were going nowhere and indiana just kept getting pushed back on their last on their last set of downs they started out with a play that had already not worked on the drive where they just threw it out to wop fillier uh, in space, but like there was no space because the defend the defenders were actually playing up on them. Um, it was just a bad call, and Indiana and Jack Tuttle had, had was in rhythm, and they I think he was afraid to let Jack Tuttle throw over the middle of the field because I don't know interception loss loses the game, but it was dumb. Uh, sorry, Indiana. Sorry, Jack Tuttle. Um, I think they win this with 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 Penix uh, based on the fact that it was quite close. And, uh, ugh, hey, if there's ever been a next-year team, ever, this is the most next-year team. Like, they got, I'm they very got excited one about the- Indiana versus Cincinnati this September. Dude, that's going to be great. Indi- C- Cincinnati, if Cincinnati wants to make the playoff, Cincinnati's got Indiana yeah, it's over and them. Notre they Dame. They can't already. They had to beat Georgia. <sighs> if they beat they were never Georgia. Going, they were never going to anyway, as like yeah. it's been pointed out, like UCF did their audition and then went undefeated again and got ranked but worse than before. It, but, but if it was undefeated and then another undefeated season again afterwards that featured both that featured Notre Indiana Dame. and Notre Dame and it was, yeah. you know, 20 some consecutive wins. Because that's the thing. Is like, right. Being Notre Dame would be more impressive than any regular yes, team when you see it. it then I think it would have happened, but they had to beat Georgia. They That's the thing. They had to beat Georgia. I think that's ridiculous. It is. Oh, it absolutely is. But like, that's, that's the scenario. That's a, it's a different team. That's and these are all true things. But the, I don't remember who it was who said like the only way you get in as a as a G five team is that the if you're that Houston team that doesn't squander, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like you you have the undefeated season and then the next season you play power five teams and you beat them and then you you know go undefeated the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Um. Indiana does have one thing going for them uh, going into next season as well, which is they've already started playing super petty and doing shit like removing the Big oh, Ten logo yes. from their uniforms, which I love. Extremely good. Now, making it so that it says L- so it says Leo, which apparently stands for love each other, is a little deeply corny for my it, tastes. Well, also, I was like, if you're like me, the first thing you thought was law enforcement officer. Is this like a weird cop thing they did for the Outback Bowl? But yes, it was for love each other. Um, uh, I don't know. If that means that Indiana is also like a Leo, I don't know enough about astrology to tell you if this is a Leo move. Um, well, I what, could like send some DMs. What hospital was gonna... Indiana born in? I mean, the rising we... sign. Oh, God. We'd have to just figure out like the exact hour that Indiana was created. We yeah. know where it was. But we'd have to Are we doing exact... Indiana the university or Indiana the football team? Uh, it's the university because if we do the football team, then like, well, oh, it's a whole thing. It's just, it's it's too hard. I can't do it. 
So bad news for Indiana next year is there's no more Watt Fillier or Ty Fry Fogel, uh, and possibly Stevie Scott could declare for the NFL. Um, but he might know, not. He might not. Also, did you guys see how many targets Fillier had? So, uh, yes. Something like 25. 24, uh, but he only yeah, had so four and a half like yards per reception because they were all <laughs> yes, like checkdowns or, as Steven noted in our Twitter chat during the game, Watt Fillier cannot stop running backwards. Like, that did happen a million times. He kept getting the ball and then being like, uh, I don't want six yards. I want 20. And then he'd run backwards. 18 receptions, 81 yards, long of 14. Oh, that's Jarvis Landry back in the Miami days. Yeah. Like, type of stat line. He'd be like, I'm going to get 100 catches, but not 1,000 yards. I feel like that was like Colt McCoy's average pass. Uh, Texas. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Death by a thousand cuts style offense. Yeah. Um, I mean, technically, any of these guys could come back. Like, Wapfillier and, and oh, uh, Ty Freifogel do not f- have to declare. Everyone in the entire, everyone can come back. There is no I one that has was to just leave. That you, if you opted out, it didn't Mm-mm. matter, nope. but you still, okay. No. No one has oh, to like man. that There's was part so of the agreement. Red shirting and gray it's going to be a weird years. thing. Literally, like Ohio State's got this got this um, sixth year medical red shirted f- former five star linebacker who's really come on in the last couple of games, Justin Hilliard, who I think I think uh, I had a moment. Well, we can actually let's talk about that when we talk about. It. Anyway, the point is. Um, there's been a lot of discussion about when he whether he's going to come back for a seventh year because he can um because everyone is allowed to come back uh i'd say that i'd say that Fillier and freifogel would get a look at, at any at any uh team but hey maybe they want to maybe they want another year with their very good quarterback to yeah i mean, to I mean possibly if you're boost indiana and more. you can be convinced you have unfinished business then i guess if you're all right i mean i would rather get paid but Right. You know, if they think they have a shot, there's not going to be adjusted fields in their conference. Uh, in their division I mean, if you're ever going to take down Ohio State, next year's the year because after that, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> next be year they've got a five-star quarterback, but he's a freshman, and then after that they've got they two another five-star, five-star quarterback, but they'll also still be freshmen. And then yeah, well, uh, but after hi- that, probably another five-star quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say after next that, year's the Pey- only chance. After you that got. is Peyton Thorne's Heisman season. <laughs> next year's Peyton Thorne's Heisman season. What are you talking about? Well, he you might start be the campaign the now. So I'm sure. You got to start the campaign now. It's like how you you know you have to start Oscar campaigning before the movie's like finished. The big thing next year is that Rocky Lombardi is going to beat Michigan again, but on Northern Illinois. <laughs> That would be extremely funny. <laughs> then you buy, then you buy NIU merch. <laughs> Fucking drive up to DeKalb and do that. Um, okay. Any other thoughts on this game before we move to the playoff semi? Indiana. Uh, this is this is old Indiana, being extremely close, having a, a significant chance to beat a team with more talent. Uh, maybe should have win and just not for Does whatever reason. Have more talent. Yeah, absolutely. If you look at the recruiting rankings, I don't. I mean, in, think about uh, Ole Miss. Spends, I mean, and these are all Matt Luke recruits, so I don't know. Yeah, but Ole Miss spends every year like twenty to thirty, uh, and Indiana spends every year forty to fifty. Mm. 
Like this is Wisconsin level recruiting at Ole Miss. It just seems lower because it's in the SEC. Mm. And because it's not Hugh Freeze era Ole Miss where you are blatantly cheating and getting top five recruiting classes. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a different level of Ole Miss recruiting. Uh, here, let's look it up. Just just to prove a point. Let's start in 2019, since those are the relevant ones. Uh, 2019, national rank 22. Damn. 2018, 35. 2017. These are really, this is really the last 31. So 22, 35, 31 versus Indiana, where I'll have to write the word football because otherwise they'll pull basketball first. Uh, 2017, they were 62. 2018, they were they were 50. And 2019, they were 36. So yes, okay, wow. I would say we're going up. they are going up. But I would say undoubtedly, Ole Miss is more talented. Okay. Also during this game, I looked up. Oh, but I, in 2020, both, they they were 57. So, uh. <laughs> uh, looking up like the etymology of Hoosier, which no one knows. What is going on? Is this coming through at all? Yes, it is. Is this the John Cena thing? Boys, it's time to stop talking about this shit, and it's time to okay. talk about Ohio State. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Let me be right back. Damn, awkward timing. <laughs> Okay, now I've got my Homer hat on along with my uh, with my uh, leotard. And you thought you could come in here and beat Ohio State two years in a row? You I thought can, I can I can put on an expensive coat, be shirtless, and wear big sunglasses and look like Rick Ross this whole time if we want. You thought you could disrespect this name for an entire year? You thought you could rank them eleven and come in here and kick their ass? You thought it didn't even matter. You thought you could trash talk all fucking year, and you'd come in here with with a with a with a guy with a weird face and a bad mustache, <laughs> and, a, and a senior running back who isn't actually all that good, but just ran behind the best offensive line, no wide receivers, and fucking neck roll linebackers who won't stop lowering their head on hits every fucking year. <laughs> You thought you could come here with fucking Vontae's burflicked ass clones every single year and 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 win the win win the playoff against a, a team that was hungry that 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 had that had this this score from last year in their weight room and 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 was and, and, and hey, the Steven, target hey, was Steven, on your back. Steven, do you think broken ribs could stop us? Broken ribs? <laughs> you could you could break our fucking spine and we'd go out there and smash you on the ground. Break our skulls. Whoa, whoa. Do you think do you think basic respect for player safety could stop us? No. We don't <laughs> Absolutely have <that>. not. <laughs> no x-rays. We're Ohio State, baby. <laughs> you thought you thought you thought the Big Ten canceling the season could stop us? You thought Ohio State only playing five games and not technically qualifying for the Big Ten <laughs> championship could stop us? No! We we can have anything we want. Our will is this sport. We are the engine, the fuel behind this machine. When we speak, it is with 10 million voices. And when we strike you, it is with 20 million fists. That's are right. Are supposed to be faces or heels? I really am not sure. Oh, absolutely heels. Are you kidding well, me? Well, you came out to John Cena music. 
John Cena has a face heel. Everyone and then hates Clemson him. are arguably also heels. Sometimes heels fight each other. This this playoff was four heels. This playoff was four heels. <laughs> yeah. It's well, weird because you're like, who's the heeliest of them? It's Clemson. <laughs> uh, it's really well, I, hard to pick. Ohio State. Notre Dame killed a guy. Has, has Ohio, Notre Dame Ohio is, is like Roman Reigns that like the playoff committee was just like, we just kind of keep trying him to in. get him over. Keep <laughs> trying to get him over. And the fan base, is, the fans are just like, no. It doesn't matter because Ohio State has the best ratings of any team in the country, so we can do whatever we want because <laughs> ratings are the most important thing. Huh? You thought we were dead. Called an ambulance, not but not for me. <laughs> not for Justin Fields. <laughs> not for Justin Fields. But for your defense. But please do call him an ambulance. I'm please, very worried. Yeah, please. I think, I think his kidney's on the other side of his body. They all just, they just shook around. <laughs> he might be in worse shape for the championship game than he was during this game. Well, I'd really like unclear. to see what the fuck they gave him as a shot at halftime because the amount of wincing he was doing before halftime and the amount of wincing he was doing after halftime was markedly different. I mean, that was, the was still wincing on the exercise shot. bike. Yeah, because yeah. that was yeah. like, ugh. I was like, and oh, yeah, the sport's for then, psychos and no one's getting And pace. then he threw a touchdown. Like, it was nothing. Oh, my God. Well, last year, last year he fucked up his leg and then he was out for a play and then he threw a touchdown on the play. Like, it was the same as last year's Michigan game where he, where he sprained his knee, went out for a single play, and then came back in and chucked a touchdown. Like, yeah, honestly, he should, if, he should maybe play a little bit less like Cam Newton. But, like, I mean, it's working for him. He should maybe he should maybe get injured more often because every time he gets injured, he balls out. <laughs> He's good. You know what he is? You know what he is? He's like He's, a Lucario. Yeah, I was going to say something about <laughs> Lucario. Right. Does Lucario get stronger as he gets hurt more? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that also. The works. higher the gonna, percentage, the more yeah. you get the like. I was going to say a, I was going to say a Saiyan. Because mm. like Saiyans always come back stronger. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is Justin Fields is Goku. And Trevor Lawrence is. Vegeta. Trevor God, Lawrence. Do you, know how di- great it, do you know how great it would be if, when Trevor Lawrence's mustache was getting made fun of? He just went Mondo cool in his, <laughs> in his deep Georgian accent. <laughs> Out there looking like Sheer Sharonin's weird brother. I can't Trevor get over Lawrence. the picture of Carmella and Furio next to him and just being Dude. like, this is their son. Like, the years, the years <laughs> probably match up. Like The DM was silent on that because I imagine everyone was astounded how much he looks like. <laughs> the union of those two characters. Trevor Lawrence really did have like a villain arc. Like if you watched a three season anime where the first season, the villain just fucking wins the whole thing. The second time, you know, they get really close, but not, not, not quite. And then the third season, they just don't accomplish much of anything because the, the hero, like that's the, that's the villain arc. Uh, every single season, they don't quite get as far. Or, or, not even three seasons, it's just a one-season arc where it opens with the beatdown, and then he's just like, you know... It's it's the, like, he lets him live, and then the second time, it's a better duel, and he's he earns, you know, there's the respect, and then the last time, you know, yeah. the, the, the underdog, the underdog, the scrappy upstart from one of the most prestigious programs in college football history, who was ranked at the time as the second best quarterback prospect... Or quarterback uh, recruit second ever? or third, depending on who you ask. Okay, so oh, maybe all the way down to third. Sorry. Oh, you mean from from the recruiting rankings? Yeah, he was second. All time. Oh yeah, maybe I don't know. He was. That's it what was point, rivals was doing it. Yeah. It was yeah, Lawrence it was point nine nine eight. 
Yeah, I think I think like was it Lawrence Terrell, was point nine nine nine. Terrell Pryor Something. was also like point nine nine nine. Something like ago. that. Yeah, that was definitely the first big recruit I ever like paid attention to or like heard about like this high school phenom kid that I remember was from. Was Terrell Pryor? Yeah, because um, that was a big deal in these parts too. Because Michigan was trying to get him and. I don't know. Anyway, that's beside the point. Also, it's kind of funny to think of Trevor Lawrence having a villain arc because even though Clemson are villains, or like Davis Winnie is a villain, oh. Trevor Lawrence is just like, yeah, that chill dude is really good that they have. Yeah, he seems fine. <laughs> seems absolutely fine. No issues I mean, with Trevor Lawrence. I think it was you, Stephen, who talked about the whole like the person on on the Zoom interview not realizing they were muted and saying mm. something about his mustache, underlining one of his best skills, which is he is the most unflappable. <laughs> He was laughing about something during the game when he was down 21 in the fourth quarter. Like, there was a shot of him on the sideline, like, chuckling at, like, some joke someone else had said or whatever. It's like, oh, it's definitely he got his ring early anyway. Who cares? Yeah. Healthy, healthy disposition. Enjoy, like. enjoy your time before you have to go to Jacksonville or... Yeah, he seems to have a healthier relationship with the sport than most people. Uh, like, if, I, they, if it were Tim Tebow, like, can you think about what Tim Tebow uh, would have been Tebow like on the sidelines? Tim Tebow would be weeping, yeah. Yeah. I, like, I, I mean, I'll always think of that SEC championship game. That's one of my favorite college football images ever. It's like uh, the only time I, Alabama was ever a face. I, I just, I, I, God, I, I do think that Lawrence can succeed because he's not going to the Jets. He's only going to the Jags, who have not been like, They've been bad, but they're not like a, a team that I consider to be thoroughly cursed. Well, it's also you like, just don't have to hear about how bad the Jags are because they play in Jacksonville and not in New yeah. York. But they also like had early success when they were, you know, their around. expansion franchise. Yeah, they're what like twenty five years old. Yeah, like they've had they've had seasons of success. It's just they made some terrible personnel decisions, and now they get to. But they but also like they've never even had like the first pick, right? Um, not that I, I can think of. I mean, maybe in the expansion year. I don't even think. I don't even think that happened. Yeah, I can't think of any. They've had a lot of really bad number three picks and stuff like that. That's what Justin Fields seems like he'd probably do like well. Alu-Alu. Like he'd probably do well in New York City, though. So I'll say that. Like yeah, I think, I think he'd have a good time. It's I like just the idea can of, they, of Trevor in the Big Apple, though. Can they do well around him? The Jets. No. The, yeah, that's the problem. Well, who's going to be coaching uh, no, I'm, the Jets I'm talking next year. about literally the person Justin Fields would have fun living in New oh, York City. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, 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 no. Don't put those words in my mouth. I'm backing off on that immediately. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're going to. Well, the thing is, they're going to hire like. that. But that is what I meant. Like, that's what I was trying yeah. to say. Oh, yeah. He's going to have a lot of fun in New York. Um, but I hope he has less fun in New York than previous Ohio State draftee Dwayne Haskins had in D.C. All right, well, let's really let's really dig into this game because, you know, it was one of the playoff games and there's a lot to Six talk about. Six incompletions. Six yep. touchdowns. Yep. This is back to, Touchdown, this is back to first. Six incompletions. Six. Reagan. Six. <laughs> this was right back to, uh, to, to first three games, Justin Fields, where he had like 11 touchdowns and, and six incompletions in the first three games. And we were like, wow, this is going to be the best season of any quarterback ever. And then the game against Indiana happened. Uh, this is back to this, back to that Justin Fields. I'd like to think that he just had some 
some like quarantine depression or something, which would be very understandable. Like if he was just like, if just like he got demotivated because this is a really fucking hard year, and then he the then the the promise of this game remotivated him or something, which I think would just be understandable. He'd run out of TV shows. Just like it's a new year, baby. New year, new me. Yeah, yeah. New year, old me. If you know what I mean. He knew that my my championship appearance streak needed to keep going on. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, that's true because in 2010 it was the crew who did win. So. 2010? Huh? What year is it, Stephen? 2000. What did I say? 2010 is what you said. It, yeah, it's 2011. <laughs> okay, okay. Barack Obama is president. The playoff has not been created. I'm, ni- I'm 19 again. I'm at the <laughs> peak of my. I have cancer once more. <laughs> oh no. Um, uh, I was gonna, so, so in the, on the first drive of this series, of this game, um, Clemson, yeah, Clemson ran down the field, uh, and scored a a very quick touchdown, um, that ended in Trevor Lawrence beating, uh, like, like the, the linebacker had the angle to the pylon, um, and Trevor Lawrence just fucking outspeeded him. Like he just was faster. And I was like, wow, if their quarterback is going to outrun our outside linebackers like that, that's going to be a problem. And then I didn't see Baron Browning for the rest of the game. And I saw a lot of Justin Hilliard, uh, our sixth year guy who I was just talking about, um, who they were talking about having a seventh year, although that would be stupid because I think he'd probably will get drafted at this point. Um, probably about a third rounder so he probably won't come back but yeah there was a lot of a lot of hilliard uh sorry baron and uh after that ohio state's offense after after the whole after ohio state's uh offense on the first drive did about nothing and punted and clemson was up seven nothing with the ball i was very very scared uh i i don't know if i was the only one but and then they just kind of turned it on trey sermon had a, a play where he tried to leap over someone not nearly as successfully as Najee Harris who I don't think we've talked about that play where he oh, leapt over a guy big ten, but yeah yeah the rare the rare thing where somebody leaps over a guy and then just keeps running for 50 more yards like that doesn't yeah. happen that very fucking, often that fucking ruled yeah um, um, I felt Sean Wade had a terrible game but it, it wasn't it wasn't the worst he had a couple bad plays and then for, for the most part wasn't thrown at yeah, I guess that, that was probably something. It was just when they were throwing at him, I was like, mm, not liking this. Might want to keep throwing at Sean Wade if you're Trevor Lawrence. But luckily, Clemson's offensive coordinator just, I mean, well, weren't they missing their, were they missing their OC? They were. Yes. He was out with yeah. COVID. Yeah. So, so the fill-in offensive coordinator, the offensive play caller uh, was not up for the occasion. The strength of Ohio State is their interior defensive line. Togiai and Haskell Garrett had another phenomenal game. And uh, I, I hated I, – uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Kirk Herbstreit was the first person to really say Haskell Garrett. He kept, that was, kept saying yeah, Haskell yeah. Garrett, and I was like, it I just like don't how, think so. It sounds like how I would assume Gus would say it, if that makes sense. Yeah, maybe. Haskell Garrett! <laughs> Does it work better? Does it work better when we chat it? Uh, also, we must mention this every time he's brought up: a man who was shot in the face months ago. Yeah, phenomenal game. Um, Incredible. 
Uh, he was shot in the face. And is if I got shot in the face in the year 2020, I would take the rest of 2020 off. I'm gonna I'm gonna take credit I for his amazing year. I'm gonna take credit for his amazing year when I accidentally called the the nobody Gray Damon character uh, in Friday Night Lights Haskell Garrett and okay, you guys. What was the character's asked, name? Ruckle. What was? Oh, I was asking Steve. <laughs> I, I, I didn't remember. I didn't remember. Yeah, that's that's what I thought, and I wondered what you would say. Yeah, because I, I remember that his actor was named Gray Damon. But you don't remember the character. Because well, we Great Damon is a funny name. Yeah, Great yeah. Damon is, is funny. Shout out to U.S. Senator Buddy Garrity for out there fighting against the uh, Biden presidency. Oh, God. Uh, and and so, so Clemson, on their first drive, every single play was a pitch or a... a a wide receiver screen or like everything was happening on the, on the sides of the field where our corners aren't as strong, where our defensive ends aren't as fast to get out in that area as a chase young or a Nick Bosa or Joey Bosa. Um, and it was successful. And then after they ran out of scripted plays, they, they just weren't as good. And I think that might have to do with Tony Elliott being out. I would say, um, maybe Steve's, maybe they'll get luck out and Steve Sarkeesian's mind will be on Texas. The next game <laughs> could happen. It happened with mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin sort of the year he got, he got uh, a head they coaching job at him, FAU. Right? Didn't Lane yeah, Kiffin just Lane not coach the, the championship game? It was like a whole, it was like a crazy, it was a weird thing where like, I think they've, I think Lane got like fired-ish in between the, the semi and the in the final that year or something like that oh yeah i'm yeah and sark yeah, took over yeah you're right didn't they lose the game with sark yeah he was relieved of his duties as oc three weeks after having accepted the head coaching job but electing to remain as the alabama offensive coordinator through the playoffs kevin was instead relieved of his duties and replaced by sark that was the year was they the, lost to lawrence right and they, it's the game um, it's the game where they ran uh their Holder into an NFL defensive line to the kicker. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's not the year they lost to Lawrence. Oh, that it's was not? the year. It's the year no, they, this they is beat. the year they lost to they lost to Watson. Okay, okay. that makes sense because oh, right. he had a few years at FAU. Because I, I was the thing where I was like, wait, hold on. Sark's been the no. OC for that long. That's a long time. Yeah. Wow. Wait, he, that can't be right. Uh because he was the interim, and then. He went to the Falcons, and then he went back back. to Alabama in 19. Oh. I was like, like, there's just no way he was the OC for that long. Because I I, remember Josh Gaddis was their OC, and then Michigan poached him. I like the Sark hire. And Mike Loxley. I don't at all. Um, If he's gotten his drinking under control. Yeah, that's really like, if he's But the problem is. He wasn't wasn't that that great a coach at either of his other stops, regardless of his drinking either. Yeah, I don't but know. now he's gotten to be he the, that. He's not the that impressive at Washington. Or yeah, USC. he's gotten the Saban rehabilitation. I mean, like, if if this is what Lane does now, like, I'm yeah. giving Sark Lane had a really good first year job. at Ole Miss, all things considered. Like, I'm, I'm going to do that same thing where I'm like, yeah, like, I get that one where you get the guy who was a head coach, younger in, in life, has some issues, goes to Alabama, has the rehabilitation tour, like... I don't know. I'm going to keep as laughing long as he at doesn't Texas hire, until you know. proven not laughable. Oh, like, I, I like the hire. That doesn't mean it's going to go well. 
I don't know. I don't know if anyone's going to succeed at Texas. Like I imagine Urban Meyer would have for four years, and then he would have gotten headaches and quit. But like Texas is a fucking disaster of a place to work. There's too many people. There's too many people with their hands in the pot. Yeah. You know who Texas should have hired though? Matt Campbell. No. I think. I think there's. Hire. I think there's only Gus one Malzahn. man. I think there's only one man oh, who can handle yes. the pressure of the Texas job. Gus Malzahn. No, it's not Gus Malzahn. It's not Gus Malzahn. Guys, there's only one coach in Division One who can handle the pressure of the Texas job. Nick Saban. You're overthinking this joke. Blaine Kiffin. You're overthinking this joke. Will Muschamp. You're overthinking <laughs> this joke. You're closer oh, you're with Will Muschamp. You're closer with Will Muschamp. You guys... There's only one coach who can handle the pressure of the Texas job. Mac Brown. Yes, because he's uh, had okay. it before. <laughs> got it. <laughs> yeah, fair Mac, enough. Yeah, Mac Brown's got to be just laughing. Like, I know they, that he lost to AM last night, but like. Kind of feels so like just, they never should have fired Mac Brown. <laughs> I agree, yeah. They probably should. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess are basically we, what it comes down to is, is Texas needs to readjust what their expectations are. Yeah, are we as a nation ready no, they to don't. accept that Texas never should have fired Mac Brown? They are don't we ready need for to, that conversation? They don't need to readjust their expectations. In every other place in in college football, the teams with the most money don't stay down for long. It it like Alabama has an insane amount of money. They were bad for five six years, you know, between whoever and Saban. You know, the year they lost to. Louisiana Lafayette. I even forget what their coach's name Monroe. was. They had a bunch of six and six years. Uh, but, like, then they made the right hire and also, they became Saban was this. the coach when they lost to Louisiana Monroe. I know, but season. but it was his first year and they Harbor. were... Look, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I never <forget>. But, like... <laughs> so, I don't know. You know who else has a lot of money and is, is kind of a similar situation to Texas is Michigan. Like, Yes, but Michigan... But Michigan has their awful bullshit. Well, yeah, Michigan Texas and Texas. has so much awful bullshit. Yeah, they're very yeah. similar. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They're both but better I'm, basketball I'm saying, schools now. I'm just saying for the most, Oklahoma, LSU, Alabama, Ohio State, like they have it's down years. Yeah. They have down years, but because they have the most money, they they get back up off the mat. Texas isn't doing that. Uh, and they have and, more money than anybody. And they have more money than anybody. Question. Does Tom Herman become the next Nick Saban uh, rehabilitation oh, project? Oh, no. If Tom Herman is the OC next year, if they just swap positions, <laughs> <laughs> they, they could. It's, yeah. He's a good OC. Like, I'm just thinking, I would, like, what I'd if be he's, happy yeah, to have him as OC. all over the SEC. Lob Herman, coming down to Alabama to save the day. <laughs> it would be kind of weird to be like, well, the guy who... Used to have this job, took your old job. Like, how mean would Saban be about that? So, speaking of Nick, this does feel like like this game was the, uh, the you sort can't of call karma him Nick. thing. You have to call him Coach Saban. Tom, sorry. Speaking of coach, speaking <laughs> of coach, um, this game did feel like the Dabo Karma experience, where when, it's just like because like the, the, you know Nick Saban to the guy who will be screaming at his team when they're up, you know, twenty one points. <laughs> Offensive, drawing uh, fucking yeah. unsportsmanlike conduct penalties up 24. They're just yelling at them because they fucked something up. And bless him for that. Dabo is the opposite end of this. And this felt like the like the Dabo karmic experience of just all of his bullshit, you know, 
coming home to roost for this game, and it ruled. I mean, I this it. season, I hate him so much. Or like twenty twenty, like for him started with him talking about how he was gonna just take a plane with his family in the middle of the pandemic, and that like God would help him not get COVID. And then, yeah, I mean. He's got this. I, I did you guys see that clip? It's from a few years ago of him saying like, you know, with how bad things are, you think some of these people should just go home. And then he's he starts talking about interracial marriage and all these. Have you seen this clip? No. Oh God, I got to. It's one of the worst <laughs> things I've ever seen. Um, I I didn't know. I don't know when it's from, but uh, I'm just gonna get like a transcript. Davo Sweeney quote: "It's so easy to say we have a race problem, but we got a sin problem." It's true. No. We do have a sin problem in this country. Okay, here it is. Uh, I found it. And that we are uh, sin problemo, we have no problems. <laughs> what the fuck We're the most perfect Travis? nation in the world. <laughs> Boom. Uh... I, I, I was just gonna say uh, one of the one of the best moments of this was after the game when they were going out to do the handshake and the whole crowd was just going dabo 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 I love that this is so bad by the way I have heard this quote before uh, like it's hard I to know what, what he's even trying to say I get what but he's it's trying so bad. to say I get what he's trying to say the interracial marriage part is actually not the worst part about this it's completely. No misinterpreting Martin Luther King's messaging and using that in, uh, you know, the, like, it's that classic, like, co-opting of it and doing the whole, like, well, here's some racism and xenophobia going on. Now I'm going to quote Martin Luther King, which makes this all okay. And you're just like, yep. right. Yep. Dabo is the most what perfect encapsulation of, like, the worst parts of the American South as a human. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Travis, I want to ask you, though, what was, um, uh, what was your viewing experience for this game like? Because we haven't uh, talked about well, this. Well, it was the same as yours, Ian. We were wanna... um, <laughs> on a Zoom call, and I had this game uh, on an iPad open, and I was like, I'll probably watch the second half uh, more intensely, and then it was just like becoming kind of, seemed like a blowout. But basically what happened was I would look over, and like my eyes would widen, or I would like look very intently and be like, and then I'd look over at the call, and then Ian, who was 30 seconds behind me, would like notice my reaction. Then he'd look up at his TV, and then he would just be silently fist pumping uh, <laughs> in the middle of like, I don't know, us talking about an alternate universe in which Big Bird was on the Challenger explosion. Um, yes, yes, that? of course. That was the thing we call. talked about for a while. People we know from college being pregnant. That was another thing. But yeah, every now and then I would just make, I would recreate the Antonio Banderas lean back gif. Just instinctively. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't actually what I wanted to ask you most about from that game. I was setting up for a different thing that happened while you were watching that game. So when my dad came because by. Ohio, and because Ohio State got the highest praise it can get. That was when Paul Marvin said that they are underrated nationally. Walked by, looked into my and room, he's I like, was, you're missing a great game. And I was like, I'm watching the game. It's looking like not a great game. And he's like, no, Ohio State, I think they're underrated nationally. I think, you know, he was rooting for the Big Ten. That's He does yeah, that Yeah, and I spent year. the whole time saying, thanks, Paul. You're right, Paul, while making <laughs> yes, finger yes. guns and saying, yes. tell Paul I'm saying all of this and you weren't relaying my message. You know, what I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to say for the first time ever, You shouldn't Travis? fight your dad? Don't Paul, fight your dad. I thought you were going to say Paul Marvin is correct, which also... Travis, no, no, I was just going to say don't fight your dad. <laughs> agree with your dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop, stop disagreeing with your dad. Don't fight him. He's right. Welcome to. Well, I have to start a new website. Don't fight your dad. Uh, yeah, it's just it's rules. It's great. That's just a, that just be a hotline, honestly. We got to talk about the championship game, right? We actually have well, to yeah, talk about it. Well, yeah, that's what we move on to is the preview of now. So this sets up Ohio State is playing Alabama on 
January 11th. Highest over-under of a title game in college football history. Is Justin Fields... Are his ribs broken? <laughs> right. I think he's we, going to be worse in this game. Like, I think he... I don't know. Was he, like, in shock during <laughs> this and had the adrenaline going? And the adrenaline... Like, 10 days of him just being like, oh, my ribs. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it is going to be 10 days of him going, oh, my ribs. But then maybe the 11th day, his adrenaline will get going again. If I'm they're sorry. just... <laughs> There's some breaking news. Uh, Adam Schefter... B, number one G, coaching update. Northwestern head coach Pat Fitzgerald is open to taking NFL head coaching interviews. Whoa. Ohio State head I mean, coaching cool. head coach Day is not. Your 2021 He's Chicago Bears. Is he? Yeah. Or is I mean, he ready to finally leave home to go to leave the, the warm embrace of Evanston to get on the highway? To move downtown. <laughs> No, not move downtown. Yeah, no. He's going to commute. I don't know where the birds practice. I think they practice in the suburbs. I'm not sure where, though. Congrats, yeah. Pat Fitzgerald. Does they, he knows they got a union, right? Does He's probably aware. I mean, it's the worst union in uh, major projects. That is true. It's barely a union. I have a Nick Saban thought. That gets us back to the game? Yeah. Um. So... I was just thinking about how awful of a human being Dabo Swinney is. Uh, he's really, really, really bad. And as quirky and strange as Nick Saban is, the, so over the last 10 years, like, yes, it's been Alabama-Clemson or Alabama-Clemson-Ohio State or however you want to say it. Like, there are some teams that are a bit more dominant. The most dominant, without a doubt, inarguably over the last 10 years, is Alabama. They, yep. They've had a top five team year in, year out for 10 years. Uh, no one can say that. that. Okay. Whatever. You get the point. Yeah. Um, was it 14 years since he took the job? Yeah. So, something like that. Uh, as far as coaches for the most dominant team go, it could be a lot worse. Because if the most dominant coach was like just undoubtedly a bigot that would be worse for me and for the sport than i'm gonna i'm gonna say it i don't know if we've talked about it on this podcast i kind of love nick saban i kind of like nick saban nick saban is nick saban is a classic football robot he has no time to think about things such as race and like dynamics like or that's just affects the actual football games because he's always like i gotta be you know i love the i love just he's like I'm the most dominant coach in my sport, potentially the greatest of all time in this sport. I just, I hate the actual coaching of the games. Get me back on the trail. I'm wasting my time winning these, winning these games. He's all about player recruiting and player development. He doesn't want to coach the games (laughs) themselves. He just, he just wants to, he wants to be a player guy. And I don't think he's racist. And I don't think that, that he's all that isn't, problematic at all. <laughs> I mean, this is... The, he's I mean, kind this, of a, he's this, a West Virginia Democrat, I'm pretty sure. I was going to say, isn't like, he a West Virginia Democrat? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, he's just a, like... Yeah, he's just a guy. Like, he doesn't think about these kind of things. Like, politics He's a guy who says absolutely kind of brutal things casually. I just always want to so know if like he likes... I just want to know if he ever, like, saw Devo. Like, that's whatever I think about what young Saban's like. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I, I mean, <laughs> I have to stand up for Saban as, as a fellow, you know, Portage County stand-up, like... Come on. 
I just yeah, just seeing how just seeing how you know Dabo they had they had some dominant years. He could go down as a coach that won two national championships, which wouldn't put him on the echelon of best coaches ever in history. You know, it'd just be like yeah, he had some good years. Um, I really would like to see this guy never win another national championship ever, even if it means Bama wins three more. Like fuck Dabo Swinney. Uh, Sweeney, I know I'm pronouncing it wrong, but fuck, it's fuck the spelling I. of your name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> fuck the spelling of your name. Fuck your whole deal. Uh, the the just the fact that he spent uh, three weeks complaint like saying that Florida State was going to duck him in the middle of a pandemic. The idea that Ohio State didn't want to play more games is just so stupid. Like, oh well, they they, they should be disqualified because. Because they didn't play enough games. Like, you think Ohio State didn't want to play more games? They were one of three teams that voted to play the season with the 10 games. Like, that was, like, most of... There's nobody at Ohio State you can blame for only having played six games. It was it was the Big Ten, you know? My biggest that, my biggest Nick Saban issue is he's lying about his height. <laughs> yeah, Nick Saban but, is 5'5". Five five. But have we Embrace all. it, my guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> join, I, us, join us. <laughs> I was like Nick Saban. I was gonna say it's like a five six man who I'm. I'm like they're just like yeah. He's like I don't know five nine. I'm like that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> he's a little man. Uh, yeah, he should. Hall he actually should yeah. embrace it. Hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. My final thought on this is if they ever make a movie about like the Clemson Alabama wars of the late 2010s, I want Saban played by Billy Bob Thornton and I want Dabo played by Tim Robinson. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing casting, honestly. What a like, good casting! <laughs> he got it in one. Like, wow. Because Billy oh, Bob could also man. do that sort of just like really coldly casual thing. That well, Saban whenever I does. see those Saban Aflac ads, I was like, "Is that Billy Bob?" And like, "Oh, it's Saban." Like, they kind of look similar. Like, even though Arkansas and West Virginia are different accents, like they have kind of similar voices. And Dabo, I think, looks like vibes. Tim Robinson. It'd just be, no, I think Dabo would be a side character in the Nick Saban movie because Nick Saban's won like what, five championships? Yes. Is that right? I mean, you wouldn't also do a one-to-one Nick Saban. You would just do, you know, like this character's clearly based on Nick Saban. Uh, And I would actually really enjoy watching this. played a football coach before. He has indeed. Uh, But so what are you, what are are your feelings towards this game? I mean, we got to, we got to speak early on this because we don't know anything about like Fields. I'm kind of annoyed. I think Fields is going to be uh, not as good, and I think Bama's going to win by, like, 10. I'm kind of annoyed that it's gone from, like, Bama's going to beat whoever to maybe Ohio State has a chance, because in my life, in my entire life... There are places you remember. This this might not be true. I I only really remember from back when I was, like, you know, um, 10-ish, so... Since I was 10, <laughs> every time there's been a big game where everyone said Ohio State didn't have a chance, not they were minor underdogs, like, oh, like, oh, like, they'll probably lose by two, you know, could go either way, like it was last year. Like, people really thought that game could go either way. Well, every time they've been like, yeah, Ohio State doesn't have a fucking chance in hell, uh, they've won the game. Every single time. You're going back to, like, the Miami title game. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, starting I mean, from then, going forward. Uh, ESPN's power index, the FPI has um, uh, Alabama 62% chance to win, and the spread is plus eight. Right. I'm talking about the narrative. The narrative was was that 
Clemson, that Ohio State didn't have it and Clemson was coming together at the right moment. The narrative was, you know, Ohio State had a third string quarterback and, you know, Alabama was just going to dominate them, that sort of thing. The narrative two years ago against three years ago against Michigan was Michigan's coming together at the right time, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then Don Brown got meshed into hell. The, the, so I wish that people would be like, Ohio State doesn't have a chance, uh, but that's not what's happening. People are like, oh, I don't know, maybe if they play like this. Um, but, I, you know, the my fear is that they spent all year thinking about Clemson, and then they, they did it, and then it's going to be like that, okay, well, what now thing? Like, can they, st- can they keep as much fire against Alabama? The other thing about it is they have much less to lose than Bama. Everyone's always already anointed Alabama and has for a long time, whereas Ohio State's like, okay, well, even if we lose – I think if Ohio State loses this game – They'll go to next year like, yeah, we had a successful year. You know, with all, everything that happened, be, win, losing in the national championship game, no one's going to look at this Ohio State year and be like, well, Ryan Day really fucked up. Um, that's that's not going to happen. Uh, so maybe they'll play loose. I Are think they going to be able to contain Devontae Smith at all? No, no. but is Alabama going to be able to contain Ohio State? No. I mean, again, the over-under is 75. And... Alabama's defense is not as good as Indiana's or, or Northwestern's. Northwestern's. Uh, Northwestern's I'm, the one that I really or Northwestern. Look at what Indiana did to Ole Miss. Like, like yes, they lost look that game. They did to Clemson. And yeah. Look at what look at what Northwestern did to them. The right. Only, the only outcome I can my brain has been staring at those things for days, and the only outcome I have now is like <laughs> Northwestern's defense is incredible. Like it's just like I can't. That's what if happened Clemson, to me midway if, through if the game. If you had Clemson's offense and Northwestern's defense, you'd have a perfect football team. <laughs> it would be artful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I or Alabama's more, offense and Northwestern's defense. I Imagine that more, team. I want to see more of Kerry of Kerry Coombs making snow angels in the confetti. Like those moments brought me such joy. Kerry Coombs played by Ted Danson. Ooh. Sure. Ted Danson. I just like the idea of Ted Danson as a football coach because he doesn't have that energy. Ted Danson has big. I don't watch football energy. <laughs> yeah, but it could be a lot of fun. Like I mean, like I Henry Winkler Ted as a. It'd be like what Henry Winkler as a football coach. Like he doesn't seem like sure. a football coach. Fantastic but it's kind role. of fun. He's <laughs> done a lot of dumb shows on things on the show. I am. I'm. I'm. I'm riding true, and I'm saying Ohio State wins in a shootout. If both teams score over 40, even if Ohio State loses, I'll say that I had a fun time. Also, um, if I had not already used my uh, stimulus, uh, let me tell you, that over-under would be mighty tempting to just be like, well, why don't I chuck 200 bucks on that over? Uh, I wish I'd bet on Ohio State straight up uh, because that would have gotten a big payout. Uh, I know a guy who did, and he got a big payout. Is Mac Jones I think- fat? <laughs> I was with the body shaming once more. I'm just scary. Back at it with the body shaming. Hey, I mean, I love Jared Lorenzen, R.I.P. The thing that no, Ohio State that, has going for level, them, it doesn't Jones, look like it. Mac Jones can't really run. Like, he's not Trevor Lawrence when it comes to his feet at all. He's not he's just too beefy. He doesn't look that beefy. He's got, like, a paunch to him. The, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I'm not seeing it like this. Maybe it's weird padding. I don't know. It's what I feel every time I see him. It's just because the name Mac Jones is such a good fat guy to him. 
The other thing we need to talk about as far as this game is concerned. <laughs> like, this like, is, like, these, Steven is like, I want things, no part of this discussion. <laughs> Travis, these things where you're like, he's got a weird punch, and I'm clearly seeing like straight lines that come from pads in that. So I'm like, I just I think know. I think it's the pads. Other quarterbacks don't look like that to me. So the other thing we need to talk about in this game is uh, any number of players could could catch COVID. Like, it could happen. Mm-hmm. Like, what if Devontae Smith can't play because he got COVID? Like, eh. Mac Jones could get COVID. Bam will push, uh, to, Bam will push to Ju- delay the game. Justin Fields could get COVID. Like, it it could you happen. You could see you similarly another coordinator going out or a coach. Yeah. The most likely players to not get COVID are all the Ohio State players that already got COVID because, yes, you true. know, you get like a month or two of, of high immunity against it. Uh, so, like, I think Chris Olave is probably safe. Um, but, yeah, that, that's a that's a, uh, a, a variable that we don't really have any prediction on. Um, but I, I'm happy with this season regardless. Uh, that was a very cathartic night for me. Uh, you I did f- say that if it won- if they won, you would just be overjoyed, and it would be like a release. And if they lost, it would be crushing. <laughs> you would go into a dark hole. Yeah, that would have been the like I wouldn't have felt as bad as I did last year, only because I flew to the game. Um, but as far as just like hopeless, maybe that's the lesson. Maybe you got just got to stop going to games. I mean. That that's just about the only time I've been to a game and I really regretted it, except for the Michigan State game in 2015. <laughs> that was what I was just about yeah. to say. <laughs> but look, I went to the spot game. Like it's not like it's not like I. You got to stop going to uh, to um, championship related games. No, no, no. Oh yeah, I went to the Big Ten Championship too. I was talking about the Michigan State game in 2015. Oh, I thought you were talking about the big. Oh wow, I different Michigan State games. You're I need at, to not go to Michigan the, State games. Does he, the backup quarterback and. I, I, I was at I was at both of the crushing Michigan State losses. I was I, at yeah, both I thought of those. Talking about the greatest one. day in Paul Marmon's life. No, no, I was at, I, I was at that we game too. About. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I but mean, no, both I'm, of those I'm, games I'm, happened while I was a student at Ohio State. So yeah, I'm picking Ohio State. I'm gonna say by like, it's gonna be like by five, but that's because like. Alabama missed an extra point or something like that happens, so it, they wound up being up Bama by like kickers. two. Yeah, Bama kickers. Bama so has a good kicker two. this year. This is it's been a different or, thing this year. Um, well, that's fine. It doesn't matter. It's the title game in college kickers. It still happens, but yeah. So they or so they like go up by one. You know, something like that happens. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think Ohio State's going to win just because that's you know. I, yeah. What do I have to I lose? Am, exactly. I'm not going to get pressured. I'm so happy that I bought a Travis sized TV. And that it's going to arrive for me to watch the title game. Oh, yeah. It's literally your height. <laughs> it's like, it has my dimensions. It's an oddly skinny television. <laughs> it's a very skinny TV. No, it is a 65-inch TV. It is a Travis-sized TV. Oh, uh, oh uh, before we, before I enter than me. Hmm. any sort of dungeon, Where's I do need to run to the bathroom pretty bad. It's true. There's no bathroom. He doesn't get to house. decide. He doesn't get to decide. He Only just I get to decide. You. Just let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I might just give you just the have first the mu- clip. Just have the music play while we're just like sitting here <laughs> the waiting. Fuck? Oh, this, this is disrespect to my terror dome. I was just going to be like, okay, cool. Go to the bathroom and then we'll do the bit. But no, he loves to crush a bit. If it's not his bit, he loves to stomp on it. And this is That's my what bit. That's we do on this I podcast. Like it. I on like this. this bit. I like that the music is playing right now, but I can't be threatening Steven. 
Travis. Yes. My great-great-grandfather fought with Sam Houston in the Texas War of Independence. That's right. I'm keep, I'm opening the dome now and giving you a few more minutes before. Because uh, I don't care. There are no more the rules. Elmo. Welcome to Big Dumb Ten. Uh, welcome to Big Dumb Ten's uh, uh, Better Know a Big Ten Coach. The, the terror game that I trap normally these two people in, but one of them just clipped through the wall and is speed running to the end, so I'm rewarding the other one. Who's got Texan roots? Now, when Steven comes back, you can't reveal that I've given you a clue already. We're just going to start with the second clue. James Franklin. Incorrect. <laughs> and now he's in silence. Uh. All right, Stephen, uh, what's your answer? Blindfire. You got it one? Come on. You you sp- uh, Gary Busey. All right. Okay. Uh, I played for the Quantico Marines oh, wait, Devil you, Dogs football team. I'm sorry. Did you start before? It's cool. Travis I, didn't get it right. Yeah. What was the first? Okay. What was the first clue, though? It doesn't matter. You're not going to get it from there. Devil Dogs. Who is the yeah, F- Quantico who, who Marines was the FBI Devil Dogs that was in football team? <laughs> what the fuck? Tom Allen. Incorrect. Mike Loxley. Incorrect. I lost my first head coaching game to my future boss. Paul Christ. Incorrect. Kirk Ferenc. Incorrect. I was named my conference's coach of the year five times, three times in the Big Ten, including consecutive seasons. Wow. Urban Meyer. Incorrect. That's a very impressive thing. Bo Schembechler. Incorrect. The main character of the TV show Coach was named as a tribute to me. <laughs> I don't know anything about that show. Woody I Hayes. Play, I know who played the main character, but I don't know what the character Incorrect. was Incorrect. Oh, uh, boy. Okay. So we're going old. Hayden Fry? I have another guess. Correct. Oh, ah! shit. <laughs> Hayden Fry. Correct. Which means Travis will take this, this title this year. Mm-hmm. It puts you to four to two. two. Yep. Uh, other uh, Hayden Fry. Um, I had never been to the state where I was hired, but was impressed by the fans despite the team having 17 straight non-winning seasons. Under my orders, I had the visiting locker room painted pink because I had studied psychology and I knew prisons were routinely painted pink <laughs> to relax and pacify the team. My coaching tree includes Bob Diaco, Jay Norvell, Bo Pelini, all three Stoops brothers, Barry Alvarez and Bill Snyder. And I vowed to resign if I didn't lead Iowa to a bowl game within four years, did it in three, winning a share of the 1981 Big Ten title and appeared in the Rose Bowl. Who was his future boss, and what was the other conference he won in? I don't know what his other coaching stops. Were. Uh, the future boss, um, it was uh, fuck. It was um, uh, it was the Michigan coach at the time. Um, Bump Elliott, no. Yes, Bump uh, Elliott, because Bump Elliott, yeah, was the AD that hired him, and that's oh, part of the reason that why, kind of boss. why he, yeah, that's and that's part of the reason why he took the job. Yeah. Um, and then um, SMU and North Texas State were the other ones where he was the coach and had been. Uh, oh. Uh, coach of the year in each conference. Well, congratulations, Travis. You win. You win 2020's version. Yeah, it was great. I, I was going to do Big Kirk. Coaches. I was going to do Kirk, and then I was like, wait, no, Hayden Fry is a better one to do of the two because you guys will know less about Hayden Fry, such as the fact that he was 
uh, his family were some of the original Texans, which is why his great-great-grandfather fought with Sam Houston in the Texas War of Independence. Right. I had a, I had a strong feeling that it was like a, a, an older coach based on the, the, the Marines dogs thing, whatever that I was. Mean, well, yeah, okay. I was going to say, hey, I mean, Hayden Fry retired. It was 98. I was like, he made it to like 2000, didn't he? Older. No. Older. older. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's dead. He's older. Yeah. He's de- he died <laughs> yeah, in 90. Yeah, yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Hayden Fry. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to John Massey for our, our theme song. You can find out more of John. You can find more of John's music at silastrist.bandcamp.com or upstairsuk.bandcamp.com. Thanks to Aaron Folk for our graphic. Thanks to Matt Iciani for the production work. <laughs> What's that I stand for? Uh, it, Ivan. Italiano. Italiano. Yeah, Matt, Matt, Matt Italiano Siandi. Mambo, Mambo, Matt Italiano, hey, Mambo. As always, love you, Travis. Love you, Stephen. Love you, Matt. Ah, uh, yeah, I love Matt. And love you each other, and, and as Travis Tom Allen says. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back to talk about the title game. Yeah, I think then, so. I mean, maybe it'll be a else? short one, but. All right. Bye, y'all. See ya.